this is your boys coverage season uh what a week one we had we are getting ready to dive into it uh it's your boy easy ollie and it's your boy d dubs welcome back we're excited to have everyone back so we can discuss everything that happened in week one we got a lot of news and we don't got a lot of time so let's get into it week one um in all honesty, this has been probably my favorite week one in like the last five years. In a uh, long time. <laughs> right? It, it was too much in the NFL. I mean, I don't ever remember the NFL being this exciting uh, at week one. I mean, uh, the preseason was a lot of fun, uh, starting from the offseason. And, and, you know, the it just kept on rolling uh, this week. Uh, and week one was really, really fun. And we are getting ready to dive into week one's recap. We were definitely almost spot on with our picks. We went four and I guess a tie uh, with well, our picks from week one. I, th- I think we got to call ourselves 100% across the board. With, with that tie, is, is, that's us. We called it. We, told, we, we called the game of the, one of the games of the week. So that, that's, a, that's a win for us. I think so too. I, I, I definitely think that. Um, I mean, we were that de- you were specifically spot on because I remember uh, when you when you bought that game up, and I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I started diving into it a little bit more, and you know, we, we you were definitely spot on in that regard. High scoring, fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think week one was After very Christian good. Delivered. He delivered. Yeah. It was late, but he delivered. He did. He did. Um, and you know, we had a there was a lot of good games. Um, going on, even though there were some blowouts, lots of good games. Um, we definitely have to talk about uh, the weird plays of the week, mm-hmm. um, specifically uh, the Jets and the Bills. What are your thoughts on that one? Well, at first I thought, you know, the Jets were going to run away with it, but they let the Bills come back late. You know, we, we had a few, well, they had a few guys over there, you know, in uh, Singletary, and Brown that took off. Those got those guys filled their role. Singletary had a great game. Brown also had a good game. I think the Bills are are are, are coming into their own. They're still developing. Um, I think towards you know after like game three, game four, they'll be if they can get on a rhythm, they'll be uh, formidable. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And one of the things that made the Bills actually into the game a little bit was the third quarter pass interference challenge go ahead and run through that one more time for me today man okay now for me i i saw this play and i was like okay passing challenging the pass interference is going to become huge we're going to see a lot of plays get overturned we're going to see a lot a lot of new things that we're not going to expect and this is one of the plays here that uh um you know really had me you know jumping out my seat because if they can catch this, they should be able to catch everything. So it was uh, the Bills-Jets third quarter. Um, it was a pass interference call with, Ken- with Quincy Anunua in the third quarter around eight minutes. Um, they, were in, they, were, they were close to the red zone. They were going for a play. Uh, quarterback was scrambling out. Uh, and Sam Arnold – I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Sam Darnold – and he threw the ball away, but in the action, uh, there was a blocking that ended up being pass interference, and it, they caught it on a challenge. Now, this put him out, out, a little bit outside the red zone, and with this going on, I think that 
these type of plays are going to have a big, big impact. We saw it early in the preseason, one or two plays, but we're going to really see how, how, how it's going to affect the rest of the season. We thought, you know, those weird penalties like last season with Tom Brady and the Kansas City Chiefs were a little weird. We're going to see a lot of more weird plays this year. Yeah, I definitely agree to that. Um, the one thing I may say about the whole situation entirely, though, is the refs weren't that bad. Um, I think they handled it pretty good. No, um, sure. uh, I, I, I think the call as a whole, I still don't agree with it. Um, I think it's a bit of a mistake. Um, I, I, I know that the New Orleans game really – you know, made people change their minds a little bit. Had that play been called, then you're looking at maybe the Saints going to the Super Bowl. Um, but I think it's a big, big call. Um, it's going to change a lot of games. Uh, a lot of games will be decided by that call, and a lot of games will be affected by that call um, throughout the season and going into the postseason. Uh, we're also going to talk about our weird plays. Your favorite game from last week, which ended in a tie. Yes, Tyler sir. Murray's Fourth quarter. And the Detroit Lions. I mean, that was amazing. It, it, it was really good. Um, the first few drives for Arizona. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what happened on their first few drives. The first I, drive. I, I, I thought it was a bus. It, it was crazy. The first drive, punt. The second drive, interception. The third drive, punt. The fourth drive, punt. The fifth drive, punt. Should I keep going? I mean, the first five drives of the game, punts. They were down 17-zip. You know, going into the half, they were down 17-3. They finally got a field goal. I mean, I was a little embarrassed. I'm like, dang, man, Kyler Murray, first round, first number one pick. Um, you know, this is a game where he's supposed to start showing out. I think that they have improved as a team. The, you know, they were my pick also last week. I thought the offense was going to take off and play well. And that's what we got in the first half. And then the third quarter started. It was a little bit more of the same thing. And then he took off. The way that I thought Cliff Kingsbury and this offense could take off and he started playing the way he should play and the way he knows how to play. Moving out of the pocket, making plays with his arms and his legs. Extending plays. Extending plays precisely. I think he did a phenomenal job. Um, And dang it, he was so close to bringing them to victory. Uh, You know, just a little bit, little too late. Uh, But I think that, you know, as far as weird things go, I think it it doesn't get any weirder for a number one pick. Um, You know, you have a lot of pressure on you on the first game of the week. Uh, You're coming in and you have big expectations for yourself. You have big expectations for your team as well. And to come out and to lay an egg basically in the first half and to come out shooting, you know, throwing that rock across the field and doing what you can to will your team to win. I thought not only was it weird, um, but it was a great thing for Kyler Murray himself. And he definitely gets on my weird plays of the week uh, for his performance. The egg he laid in the first half is definitely a weird play from Kyler Murray. And and let's let, 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 let I wanted to note some of the connections that he was making on on, on Sunday. He and Larry Fitz were going off, but he also has a young receiver in Christian Kirk, uh, you know, sophomore. And he was 
pulling it down. They were connected and they were able to maintain this connection, especially in the fourth quarter when it came down to it and it meant the most. Now, let's not forget, they had a chance to win the game. They had a clear, clear interception that was about to happen that was going to put them in the lead and, and let them hold the lead. But unfortunately, they couldn't hold it, and it ended up going to a tie and going to overtime. Yeah, and, I mean, and, it, and it, overtime ended a tie. So, yeah, unfortunately for them, they couldn't pull it out. But yeah, you're definitely right. I think his his guys definitely stepped up and helped him out in the second half. Uh, David Johnson, six receptions and 55 yards. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson, who I really like as a receiver for them, uh, you know, good body, can run the routes. I think he does need to work a little bit more on his hands, but I think he's a solid receiver overall. I, I would be surprised if by the end of the season he's not their top receiver, actually. Um, he played pretty well, five receptions, 46 yards. So, I mean, I think Kyler Murray and the Cardinals did a, a pretty good job. He did not get to performer of the week level uh, like our, our our guys on the list today but i mean he definitely performed and i mean as far as top performers go for the week where does your list start it's christian mccaffrey now this was hard for me to make this pick because i wanted to see is it just the numbers or versatility and i wanted to you know put lamar jackson in there but his performance was just clearly a passer performance. We didn't get to see his legs, which was a good thing. He was able to, you know, maintain himself in the pocket, stay protected. He didn't have to use his feet to become a threat. Now, it was against Miami, so we do have to take that into account. But still, he was able to stay, uh, you know, stay in the pocket. He remained, you know, confident. He was poised. And we didn't. We got to see a part of Lamar Jackson that we never got to see, and that's you know, his pocket presence, working on his arm and making those throws. And everybody was, you know, everybody had doubted this this guy since you know college, telling him that he he wasn't the right size for the position. You know, he should be a receiver or running back. And they they've been doubting him since day one. As you can see, he he's not something to be doubted. He, he, he has a lot of talent. He has a lot of upside. And we continue following him throughout the season and, and see how his progress is going. But my number one top performer for this week is Christian McCaffrey. He was phenomenal in the passing game, in the running game. He, unstoppable. Unstoppable. And my favorite play from him this week was the direct snap, fake to Cam Newton for the touchdown. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Man, if we have some more money, we can get some of these clips on here. I definitely would like to show everybody, but you def uh, definitely want to check that out when you when you hit the the highlights. Check out Christian McCaffrey with the fake handoff to, to Cam Newton to pull it down for a rush into the end zone. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Christian, he he he's a baller. Uh, you know, I got him. I got him in the league. You know, he he's a baller. 42 points this weekend for me. He's definitely a baller. Um, he's definitely okay on our top performer list, but I'm going to go ahead and backtrack a little bit to where you were just before you nominated him as your number one pick. Mm -hmm. I'm, I am going to stick with Lamar Jackson as my pick for a top performer. Okay, yes, okay, he, okay. He, 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 he didn't use his legs as much, and, and, you know, it's a nice thing to see. But he dominated the game as a quarterback. 
Uh, he had some great throws. I think him and Hollywood are, are going to have a, a great chemistry throughout the season. Oh, uh, yes. The offensive line protected him very well. Uh, the defense was stout. R- rather it be, you know, Miami that they played. But he he played a, a, a excellent game. Uh, perfect passer rating for a quarterback this weekend. Uh, the youngest to ever do it. Um, I think he he was very dominant. Yep, the youngest to ever do it. When I saw it, I was a little shocked. I'm like, wow. Like, you know, I thought Peyton might have had that or Eli or Tom Brady or something. Or, but or, or, or you know what I mean? But yeah, but from from you know last year coming off that you know that that second season, second half of the season run, I think that for Baltimore they have more upside. Than a lot of than a lot of other teams. Oh, I think they're the best team in their division. Um, you know, I I like the young coach uh, in Cincinnati, but I think that you know Baltimore is the best team right now in that division. They did lose Darius Smith. Uh, they lost Eric Weddle, but this team, you know, they they've been doing it for years, man. They're going on almost twenty years of consistently building a defense that is dominant that is effective each and every season. Um, and, you know, now they have the offensive firepower that to, to match, match the defense. Yep, they have the offensive firepower to match it. And, and I think with Mark Ingram and those guys, they, I think they're going to be phenomenal this season. Uh, I think that they'll, they'll, you know, breeze right through everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they might have a few tough games, but I think they're going to be a surprise team. And, and Lamar Jackson is definitely going to lead them. Um, now, we're staying on quarterbacks. I know you have another quarterback that is a top performer of the week. Wait, hold on. Before I get to my guy, before I get to my guy, I want to um, uh, interject real quick. And what do you think, just a quick question for, for you and for the fans and everybody listening, which division right now is the toughest division that you think um, has the most competition and the best teams right now. Is this like one conference, one division, or can I choose? Yeah, one, one, one conference. Well, I mean, one one conference, one division. Which one? Which division is the AFC, NFC, the AFC West, AFC East? Which co- conference do you think, which division is the toughest right now in the whole NFL? The NFC North. I think the NFC East is the most challenging I think it's going to be the dog fight of the year between, I mean, granted, the Giants are, are in the NFC East, but they're all the way at the bottom. You got Philly, you got, you got Dallas, you got Washington. I think those teams are going to be in a battle. You got great teams coming up. You got great offenses. And I think that's going to be one of the toughest divisions um, it, this, this, this year. Uh, so we, we, we're going to have to see. I think the, the AFC also has... You know, some tough divisions as well. But I think this division here, we're going to see a lot between Carson Wentz and the Eagles, Dak and the Cowboys. We still haven't seen the Giants really roll yet or or, or even come off into, like, you know, a steady, consistent uh, um, offense. But we're going to have to wait and see. Washington was right there this weekend. They was right there because they, they were putting a beating on – Philadelphia, but Philadelphia came back and they were able to manage like Carson Wentz, like we know he is that you know elite quarterback. That's why they paid him that money for him to come back and control and come back and get that win. 
I definitely agree with you. Um, but I'll get to the NFC East in a, in a, just in a second. Okay. I choose I choose the NFC North because defense wins championships. I don't care how many great scoring teams we've ever seen. I don't care how you know how good the quarterback has been, throw for 400 yards and, and five touchdowns, et cetera, and all that good magical stuff. Defense wins championships. And the NFC North happens to have three elite defenses and one defense that's almost there. Um, let's start with Chicago. I think that they're built to win now. Um, the defense is is marvelous. They're on fire. They apply pressure. Um, they 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 press up. Uh, you know they jam up at the line of scrimmage. It's hard for your receiver to get open against them. Uh, Eddie Eddie Jackson back there plays the whole field. Uh, he's a great midfielder. He you know has the speed to match it. Uh, I think they're built to win now. Uh, you move over to the second team that I think, and that would be the Green Bay Packers. Now I know they had a very tough defensive match in week one, but the Green Bay's defense is for real. Um, the additions of Preston Smith, which I really liked. I think he did phenomenal with Washington last year. He he definitely solidifies the edge. Uh, he's a lengthy player, so he's able to really get out there and overpower your 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 tackle. Um, when he's going up against them, I think that was a great pickup for them. Uh, this is Darius Smith from Baltimore, and how ironic they get two guys from the uh, DMV location. Uh, you know, I think those guys did a very very good job at holding down that. Uh, Chicago offense, which we know can actually really get it rolling with Matt Nagy and all those weapons. Uh, and then you move down to the list, I think Minnesota. Uh, now, I know they did phenomenal last week against Atlanta, but I we, I do need to see a little bit more from them. But that defense every year, every year that defense produces. And, and you know, that over the last five years or so, they've been one of the better teams in terms of coverage. Uh, defensive coverage. It's hard to go up against those guys. They attack the ball uh, defensively, and and they make you make you earn your receptions. And uh, I think that they will continue to keep doing that. And then, of course, you have Detroit, which is an up and coming defense. Uh, I think that they let you know one get away from them in Detroit. Uh, you know, last weekend against the Cardinals, they let that slip away, but they have a solid run game. I think their defensive front is very solid. And I think, you know, with a, a division that has that many great defenses, uh, not only will the division games be tough, but when they go up against other guys, too, within the conference, I think it's going to be a tough matchup going up against those guys. Uh, now, going to the NFC East, um, you know, <laughs> It's the same thing every year. Um, I, I, I think you have one team that absolutely stands out at the beginning of the season. And, you know, throughout the season, injuries and, and uh, rotation changes, I think it starts to change some teams. And uh, right now, I definitely like Dallas. I think Dallas is the second best team in football uh, behind uh, the New England Patriots right now. The best team in football in a little bit because we do have our our our, our, our top teams uh, that that we have. We're gonna get to, get to that in another segment. But hold we that. We definitely I like, will. I, I like I like what you got going right there. But we're gonna talk about Dallas in a little bit. I also we definitely to will. Based on my other my, the other conference, I thought that was you know really really close, and that is the AFC West between the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos. This conference is also uh, – th this division is also going to be very, very tight. The Raiders, 
with no Antonio Brown looked great. They put that all that drama behind them. They went out, they played football, they capitalized, and they came out with a win. Chiefs too. Chiefs. There's there's nothing that we need to say. Granted, there, you know there was injuries. Tariq Hill out. Um, Pat Mahomes, you know, suffered a a, a, a lightly sprained ankle. We're still following up on that. Uh, is day to day with him, but he did not miss a play with that. So for them to sustain these injuries, Pat Mahomes would come out there and still produce, put up three, shooting three. If you got, he put up three, three, uh, you know, three hundred oh, over three hundred yards, three touchdowns. We got, we got, we got to give it to them and have that performance for them to continue from last year. And then, you know, still have injuries, lose guys, and then continue to put up these numbers. It's insane. I, I want to see Pat Mahomes. I think he's going to go for MVP run again this season. I, I mean, I, I like Pat Mahomes. I, he's he's a great young guy. I think he's incredible. Um, you know, I, I really like his game and, and how he approaches the game. And I do think that the NFC West has, I mean, the AFC West, excuse me, has some Decent teams, I think Oakland, with the, you know, in the middle of all of the things that were going on, I think they have a solid football team. Um, I think they've improved on defense. They couldn't cover anybody last year or get to the quarterback. I think they improved that. Um, they improved the offensive line. I think what they gave up no sacks or one sack against Denver uh, with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. I mean, I, I think they they've definitely improved. Tyrell Williams looks like a number one receiver for them. Uh, you know, the Chargers defense is stout as ever. Uh, the, Char- the Chargers look great. You were talking about your guy the other day. Yeah, I, I, I really like the I really like the Chargers. I think that they have a good team overall. Uh and you know, they're pretty solid. Now, I think the least of the bunch would be Denver. Uh, but you know, it, you never know what can happen. Any given Sunday, somebody can win. And and Denver, I think, has tools. They have a good defense, they have a good defensive minded coach. Um, and I think that once they can get that defense rolling and, and Flacco does have some weapons to his disposal, I think once he, he gets some chemistry and they get that defense rolling, I think they'd be ready to go. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I think that, you know, the the division is solid, uh, you know, uh, but, you know, I, I still stick with the NFC North. You gave me two. I gave you one. So I'll stick to, I'll stick to my one. You know, I think, you know, the NFC North, and we'll, we'll see that, you know, during the season as the season develops. We'll see all these divisions and all these teams and how they progress, and I think we definitely have something to look forward to. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Rookies of the Week? I know you had a quarterback on there, a Rookie of the Week. What do you think about him? Um, I did have him up there. Um, uh, we, 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 I'm not gonna hide it. Gardner, Min, Gardner Minshew the third. Um, right. I had him. I had him up there in rookie of the week for two reasons. One, um, adversity, being able to step in first. For you know, on the first drive, Jack Jacksonville. You know, they get a score, but they also lose Nick Foles for the rest of the season. And uh, for him to come in and put up some decent numbers to help the team, you know, be competitive. Um, I I I put him in rookie of the week because it's not easy. You know, there's quarterbacks that come in. Uh, he 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 did his job. That's and and that's what they needed. They needed somebody to come in there, do their job, get the plays going, and it was it wasn't terrible. Um, he did it decently, and, and and they were still competitive even late in the game, and it was a close game. So with that with that being said, um, I had Gardner Minshew in there, but he is not my rookie of the week. He is not my top pick. 
He, he is one of the rookies of the week. My rookie of the week is Malcolm Hollywood Brown from the, from the um, Ravens. Now, this guy is electrifying. You know who he reminds me of? Can you guess which receiver? Deshaun Jackson. Close. That's, I mean, that's that's who he reminds me of. Okay. I mean, he definitely he, can that, run. That's very, close. that's very close to who I was going to say, but Steve, um, Steve Smith. Steve Smith is who he reminds me of. I like that. Make, making plays in situations, and he is aggressive. He is very, very aggressive. He's a little guy. That's why, you know, the little guys always, you know. Like the way he plays. Yeah, the little guys won't be tough. So, like, you know, he he a little guy. And he go up there and, you know, he does his thing. Uh, I, I really like Malcolm Hollywood Brown. I, I, he's phenomenal. He's he's not as loud as his cousin and in the news as much as his cousin. Uh, but, I mean, he, he definitely took the top off the defense this week. Uh, you know, I really like his performance. I, I picked him up in my fantasy league. That's how much I like his performance. Uh, you oh, know, I'm surprised that he, he was even available in your face. Look, man, I, I was surprised too, man. As soon as I saw, you know what? I think he wasn't available. I mean, I think he was available because people didn't know his name was Malcolm. Because <laughs> everybody was like, oh, where's this guy I think, Brown? Where's I, think this guy was, Brown? Yeah. I think that he was still out here because everybody's like, yo, where's Hollywood? Where's Hollywood? I don't think anybody knew his name. was. I, I didn't know his name was Malcolm. I just always knew he was Hollywood, even back that's, in college. That's exactly how I Hollywood like, Brown. yeah, even back in college, I'm like, oh, yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, nah, his name is Malcolm. But as soon as I found out, I definitely picked him up. But my top four, my guy, T.J. Hawkinson. What a performance. What a performance by T.J. His name is T.D. Hawkinson. I, I think that. They might as well. Um, Coming into the draft. My top tight ends were T.J. Hawkinson and Noah Fant. Yep. Uh, I, I thought that Noah Fant had good athleticism. Um, I think he huh, was a little huh, in blocking. I don't think he was the greatest blocker. I think he still needed needs to work on that. Um, but I think athleticism, footwork-wise, he was pretty solid. T.J. Hawkinson was a complete football-ready tight end coming out of college into the combine. Oh, he's, um, he was a man beast. He was a man beast. He, he's amazing. He was a dominant in Iowa. Um, they, they, they got him in a system in Detroit where he will be used just like Rob Gronkowski. He is oh, going to be their A1 guy. Um, I, I really like him. I think he's very solid. He, he definitely performed extremely well. I think that he's going to keep going. Um, forward this season and, and performing at a high level. Uh, definitely going to dive into OBJ and the watch. Are we not? Yes, let's talk about that real quick because um, th th there is a lot of uh, 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 chit-chatter about this that's been going on. Let's just dive into it. I don't think it's a big, big uh, topic and subject, but I do want to put it out there because last, last um, episode we talked about the distractions in Cleveland, and we hit that on the head. And I didn't, I, I didn't think we were going to hit it on the head so hard first time around, but it came back and it came back hard. And it, it's because of all the attention that, you know, Cleveland was getting on because of their roster on paper. OBJ's over there. 
And I did say that the media was going to follow him around, even from New York. It wasn't going to be as much, but they were going to follow him around. And we were going to see some issues. Granted, I thought it was going to be more Baker Mayfield because he was controlling the, he's controlling the media, really. But, hey, the media found their way around, and they came to Odell Beckham Jr. So let's get straight to it. The, uh, the NFL has fined him for wearing a $189,000 watch. Now, the NFL has rules against wearing certain uh, uh, hard objects. They call it the hard object rule, where you can't wear anything that uh, could possibly you know, injure another player. Now, this rule is directly targeted towards casts and things of those natures when you know players have injuries and they, they continue to play. They're supposed to wear a cushion around anything that you know harded may, that may be able to uh, or hurt another player in order to, to play in the game. Now, with, with this OBJ situation, it's a watch. It's a watch. I think the NFL is, is, is really picking on OBJ. This is my personal opinion. I think they're picking on him because they're not making money on this deal. They're mad. And uh, the same way when, you know, OBJ started coming out with the cleats and they were picking on him about his cleats and, you know, he, he, he's got different designs. Well, let's not forget, OBJ started a trend. I mean, everybody has specialized cleats, but once he started doing it for the charities and then all of a sudden NFL, they opened up doors and everybody was on char- the, the, the charity move and, you know, cleats this week, cleats that week. So it, it really depends. I, I, I really think they're targeting him on this because as an offensive player, what, what, what advantage would this really serve him? What, he could tell time? Oh, that's great. I mean, yes, it's promotion. And I really think the NFL is is going after him because they're not making money on it. And their business partners, a.k.a. Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, that pay to have their brand on the field, aren't uh, um, are make, they're not making any money on it as, as far as promotion. I'm saying so for them to look at this, like, who's this company, you know, branding our player or one of our employees without our, 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 our say or our notion and, and no approval? That's where I think it's going. And we've seen it before. You know, we've seen it before. Um, play, play, players wearing things that they, they, they want to wear. They, they get fined. They continue to play. Um, he, he, you know, for, for that, for, for, for it to come to he won't be able to play because of the watch, uh, that's a little – I think that's a little – they're pushing a little too much. Now, I can understand if the watch was, you know, detrimental, if he was a defensive player tackling or something – but he is an offensive player. Where in his line of work, other than if he becomes a defensive player on a defensive play, does it really interfere? Even making a tackle, I, I'm sorry, I don't see the, I don't see it hurting anybody. I don't see it injuring anybody or capable unless he's you know swinging his arm like he's the Incredible Hulk and trying to knock people out. I don't see it happening. Um, uh, you, you have other equipment that could cause damage: cleats, helmets. Shoulder pads, and um, I don't think the watch is a big deal as far as an equipment uh, uh, um, issue. I really think it's a personal issue between the NFL and OBJ. There are rules, though, that, you know, certain things that you can't wear. I think they're trying to go between the lines. If the watch was worn by somebody else, I don't think it would have got spotted. Um, I think if, if if OBJ went for 220 and three TDs, or or you know had a, a really baller game, 
it wouldn't have been as much of a topic. It de- it definitely, you know, would have stood out, but I don't think it would have been as much of a topic. I think because they lost, they they needed something else to talk about because if you can see in his uh, his post game interview, everything was about football. OBJ is there to play. He's the, he wants to win. At the same time, players are out there to showcase themselves and their brand as well. And you can't stop someone from being an individual. And whether or not they won or lost doesn't doesn't mean that we should go out and you know target them for the little itty bitty things that they do. Um, I mean, Antonio Brown's situation is a whole different thing. You know, he's targeting himself, but I think the NFL does have a target on OBJ's back, um, sometimes bigger, some days bigger than others. And I do, do agree that if it was somebody else, it would not have been. You, know, you let me know what you think. I mean, personally, I just think what you need to watch for. <laughs> I mean, you ain't telling time on the field uh, what you need to watch for. However, uh, like you said, um, if, if this is for your brand, if if this is something for charity or something that you're promoting, uh, and there's a reason behind it, whether we know it or not, then do your thing. Now, if you get questioned about it, if there is a, a, a legit reason or a promotion or, or brand networking or expansion, whatever it may be, be straight up. Uh, you no, know, for sure. It, it, but you know what's great? I don't. The NFL hasn't asked that question yet. They, they, they haven't. They haven't. Um, and I, I think even, uh, e- you know, even before they ask it, just address it. You know, it's out there. It's in the media. Just address it. I wore it for such and such reason. I wore it because of this. Get in front of it. Uh, you know, but if you don't need it, if you're just out there for show with it, I mean, come on, man. What you want to watch for? Uh, you know, but if it is, it, you know, if it, there's definitely reasoning behind it, who are we to question a grown ass man? You know, I, I, I you know, I'll go ahead and do what you do. Uh, but, you know, uh, we definitely did dive in into a lot today. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, we got a lot, a lot to talk about Saturday. Uh, and, you know, um, you know, please, guys, tune in again. Uh, you know, Wait, we do this for you. Before, before, before we cut out real quick, do you, do, do uh, do you think that this should bar OBJ from playing if, if he decides to Not wear it off? Not at all. There's no reason for it. If no reason for it. I, I, I agree. I, I think if they want to find him, hey, send him a fine. They used to do the same thing with Michael Jordan and the sneakers when, when, he, when he first came out with the Jays. They find him every game until he took him off. Guess what? He didn't take him off. Um, and he still won a championship. So I do think you do. to see how this goes. If the NFL continues to pursue this i think it's going to be you know it's going to turn out to be you know personal but like you said we got a lot to cover this weekend we got a lot of we got a lot covered today um you know next net our next episode we're definitely going to cover some uh injuries we're also going to co- cover our top five teams or we might even sit at top 10 because right now week one i think we got a lot of good teams so we might we're definitely going to go over our top teams and Stay tuned. We got a lot more. We got a lot more news coming in. We got a lot of things developing. Um, we we barely touched on the Antonio Brown situation, but we're going to let that develop. You could also check in on Instagram. Uh, we, we did post about a little bit, but all we know right now is that there's an accusation and that there is a civil case moving forward, but we will continue to keep you posted and we'll follow up next episode. We should have more for you. Hopefully, you know, there's there's some progress in, 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 in some of these things, especially with the injuries. Um, 
Pat Mahomes is one to watch. He had, he had a little scare. Um, Tyreek Hill's definitely out. So we'll, we'll get to we'll get to more injuries this on the next episode. But thank you for listening and thanks for the recap. Um, oh, one thing I do want I, I do want to mention. I want to bring in a segment about this week's mishaps. Now, quick uh, a, a, a quick note. You know, we all do fantasy. I got a couple of leagues. Ali does fantasy. Uh, if you, we're gonna do this week's mishaps, what, what what was your worst pick in the lineup this week? Um, for me, uh, it was last minute. I had Trey, uh, I had Trey Burton lined up in the tight end spot, and unfortunately, one thing led to another. Trey Burton didn't play. I couldn't catch it on time. You know, I got things going on. So you let us know how that ended up for you. Um, fantasy wise, what was your pick for the week as far as this happened? Aaron Jones. Oh my goodness, man! I thought he was <laughs> gonna do his thing. I thought he was gonna do his thing against the Bears. I, I thought he was really gonna perform well, and he gave me a dud. Four points. Four points, man. But I still did end up on top in my league. Uh, actually, that's our money league that we're in. I did end up on top in that game, uh, thanks to some phenomenal performances from other guys. Uh, but, you know, Aaron Jones was a dud. I got him back in there again this week. Uh, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, he performs well for me this week. But, uh, you know, we really appreciate you guys tuning in to us again. Uh, you know, we, we hope that we can keep giving you guys good uh, topics to talk about with your coworkers during the week. Uh, and please call us in. If you have questions, give us some questions. Uh, you know, we're yeah, definitely don't, don't, don't be answer. afraid. Email yeah. us. Hit us up on Twitter. Instagram. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you could also uh, post on our page on Anchor and uh, our, some of our other partnerships. We're also on Breaker, Google Podcast. So don't be afraid to leave us some questions. We want all the questions. Let's talk. Like that's one of the hashtags that we have that we want to put out there for you guys. Let's talk. That's we right. Just you know, hit you guys with stats and you know our opinion, just our opinions. We want your opinions. This is a football community. It's made up not just like a team of many, many components. You, the fans, are part of it. Let's get your opinions. Let's get your questions. We'll try and get them answered. And let, let, let's get some information out there. All righty, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you on Saturday. We'll catch you on Saturday. Thanks again. And thank you for listening to Coverage Season. Uh, you know what it is?